1: Sandwich between two pies. Back of the Packers,
0: Windelick. Quick handball to Hocking. Back to Lovett Murray. He goes short. It's a mark to Zaha Rakes. Zaha Rakes has kicked the goal. The Bombers
1: are in front of the G. It's time to strap in and get ready. The leaders in AFL Super Coach are incoming. Helping you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight AFL Show with your hosts, Big Horse, Skitty, and Hurry.
3: Hello and welcome to the Insight AFL Show. I am your host, the Supercoach Big Horse, and I'm here to run you through today the last week's worth of practice matches for the upcoming AFL season. If you haven't yet, please hit like and subscribe, and even better, jump in the Discord. Insight Unlimited is live now, and for less than 50 cents per week, which is a upsizing a box with an extra burger on the side, if you're talking KFC terms like I do, you'll get access to everything we do, our insights, our trades, our captains, exclusive premium question and answer content every round of the Super Coach season, and a few cool other perks. Enter into our Discord, of course. Will always be free if you wanted to get involved in the community and talk super coach and fantasy sport. Our $25, $50, and $100 leagues are up and running and filling quickly. So if you're interested in taking part, please comment below in the video and we'll sort out details. So without further ado, we are going to discuss the last week's worth of practice matches. But before we do, we'll give a shout out to our original sponsor, the Standard Squeeze. Our first lot of practice matches are brought to you by the guys at the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. You can go to their website, thestandardsqueeze.com, and use the Insight15 code to get yourself 15% off everything in store. So our first practice match that we're going to discuss today is the Richmond practice match that occurred in Richmond at Punt Road on the 31st of January, which is a couple of days ago now. I'm recording this on the 2nd of February. We'll start off with Shy Bolton, 550. 50, sorry, 540K midfielder slash forward, so dual position status. He just cruised around for the day, picking up disposals at will, looked a class above. We know he's a, a slow starter, so to speak, in the super coach world. He is a top 35 super coach scorer when we're talking about scores overall from the 2023 season. He's one to watch coming into the season. If he's looking good and he's up and about in practice matches, I'm willing to almost take a gamble right from the start with this guy. He's got a bit of X-factor. And in our last Fords pod, we've we've shown that there's not that many that have got as a higher ceiling as Shea Bolton. Thompson Dow, 287K mid, was one of the better performers through the midfield, but awkwardly priced, so no thank you. Dusty Martin, 527K forward, dominated centre bounces and clearances. Played a lot of the time through the, the middle of the field. It's... It's dusty, he's awesome, but for me, it's just too much of a risk given. I think he plays game 300 this year, so age definitely is working against him. Jacob Hopper, 439k mid was quite in the first half, but really came on as the game went on. For those of you that had him last year, he was frustrating. He was just as likely to punch you out at 90 or 100 as what he was at 50. His disposal isn't really that great. Hoping for a better season out of him, but at 439k, there's better value elsewhere. Couple of rookies that really stood out. Steely Green kicked four and was very impressive up forward, and is looking likely for a round one debut. But also probably the biggest talking point when we're talking rookies outside of Josh Gibkiss, it was Kane McCallif. Hundred and seventeen k mid looked really, 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 really good. Like dominated. Pick forty in last year's draft. Used the ball really well too. He's a huge watch. If Richmond are going to use him as the midfielder or as a midfielder moving forward, does he fit in with Uzay's plans? If he does and he's picked round one, he will definitely be in the horses for courses come round one. Josh Gibker's 150K defender really stood out with his body work he's done over the preseason. His running carry was good also and used the footy well. He's also a lock for me. Tom Lynch at 267K didn't play and ran laps instead. Geelong's practice match, which also occurred on the 29th of Jan, which occurred down at Geelong. Paddy Dangerfield, 490k mid, looks fit and played the whole match sim in the middle. For those of you that got him at a discounted price last year and was good the first half of the season, could potentially do it again. Again, age is not on his side and will no doubt get tired throughout the year, but if you think it's value here and can punch you out some decent scores and make you some value so you can trade into an uber premium come mid-year, it might be the way to go. Maxi Holmes, 446k mid was used all over the ground during the match sim. He attended center bounces, played on the wing, and was used across half back also. For me personally, I don't like this. I like consistency. And if you're using someone in two, three, four roles in one match and you're unable to get settled, then for me it's it's a no-go because it's just too much going through your head, too much to think about. And even for Supercoach wise, 446K You want someone that's got a huge upside, and if he's playing multiple positions, that really limits that. Tommy Stewart, 635k defender, played approximately 85% of the game across halfback, but did spend that extra 15% in the middle. When in defense, he did take all of the kickouts. There's a bit going around on social media at the moment about Tommy Stewart and his numbers while playing midfield, and there was a, a stat getting around that in three games where he played in the midfield, he averaged north of 130 I do understand that to a degree, but if you go back and watch through the games, he was at center bounces and then went back and played as that floating halfback, just going back to his usual role of intercepting marks. <laughs> Pardon me. If you see value here, then he's a definite look. I'm still looking at this man, given that if he's going to play his role across halfback as that intercepting defender, take the kickouts, but also have an opportunity to score us points with centre-bounce clearances and what have you, then maybe it's worth a nice look as well. Keep a close eye during the preseason for him. Mitch Duncan, 504K, played off half-back for the whole time. Pass. There's really not much more to say, especially if Stewart's taking all the kickouts, then that really does limit his scoring. Jack Bowes, 341K, played across the back line for the entire game. Got a shit-tonne of the pill, as our notes that have been forwarded to us say. Very awkwardly priced, though. So no for me. A couple of rookies, Phoenix Foster, 123K mid, looked really strong with his contested grabs this preseason. I feel like he's next in line once Tommy Hawkins is done. He kicked 26 goals in 11 games in the sample last year. So he knows how to find the big sticks. But with Cameron, with Tommy Hawkins there, I don't think it's it's a go to start the year. Sean Manor. 117K mid-forward, looked really lively around goal. He's definitely sniffing around for a round one appearance. This is the guy that kicked six in Werribee's losing grand final side and won the best on-ground award in the VFL grand final last year. So he knows how to perform on the big stage when we're talking anything less than the AFL. He's definitely in my side, and especially at such a cheap price and dual position, he can definitely do worse. We've got some notes here too from the Western Bulldogs uh, match sim. That occurred on the 30th of Jan and then also at Marichidor Oval on the 1st of February. So we'll run through them. Tim English, 715K, uh, rucked all day. Got his first hit out of the season. This is on the 30th of Jan. Pretty much just awesome. But then again, who's he got to compete against at the Western Bulldogs now? Lob. Anyone's going to look good against Lob. He's a bit of a spud. Marcus Bontempelli, 724K mid, was a class above the rest. He's just got GOAT status. He... Gets points for breathing that man. Jack McRae, 558k mid-forward. Seen me doing a little bit more work with the mids and the forwards, but as we can see here, on the 1st of February, he was held out of the practice match up there due to hamstring awareness. So to clear up anything that's gone on or that um, people may be thinking about Jack McRae, he didn't sustain the hamstring injury during the practice match. He was held out for hamstring awareness, and he was seen on the back oval while the guys were playing their practice match on the front oval there in Marucci door, kicking the ball, not really doing much running, but I think you'll find that it's very low grade and it's more hamstring awareness than an injury. This is interesting, though. The doggy starting midfield we've got here consisted of Trelaw, Libba, and Harms on one side, Bont, Riley Sanders, and Caleb Daniel on the other side. If you're a Caleb Daniel owner or want to be an owner, this is really good signs because if he's coming off half back, half forward, going and running around as a midfielder, getting positions at will, I really like this. Caleb Daniel rested at half forward, but as our onlookers state, he was used as an extra midfield. So when he went forward, he was actually up and around the contest as the one extra, which screams outlet, which screams free free kicks. They're looking to get the ball in his hands. That's really good when we're talking Super Coach. if he's a designated kicker, so to speak. Riley Sanders is that good. Another lock in your side alongside McKercha. These two are probably two of the most locked rookies that you're going to get this year in or for round one anyway for AFL supercoach. English played in this game and rucked for the whole game. No real surprise there. Jason Johannesson was the main distributor from halfback watch this closely as we know what he's like when he plays across halfback does like to take the game on and run and bounce and carry from d50 so that could be juicy don't really like his price in the low 400s though bailey dale who's priced at just north of 500 switched between forward and back but was really quiet throughout the game and that's a really big no-go for me he burnt a lot of members or people that had him last year and bailey williams was in concussion protocols and did not play Our next players to watch are brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. So with interest rates hitting us for six lately, I'm sure you've wondered whether your rates are too high or whether you can afford your dream home. You do not have to wonder anymore. You can contact Ryan, who offers confidential lending assistance with no obligations attached. Contact him on Instagram at Ryan Astute Newstead and mention us for a free consultation. I've got notes here from Sydney's Training and Match Sim, which were on the 29th and the 31st of Jan. And I want to give a special shout out to the guys at Nerds for Life for helping us with the notes here with the Swans. So thank you, lads. Uh, For those of you who aren't subscribed or liked to the Nerds for Life fan pages, you can find them on X, you can find them on Twitter, all good social media pages, and they do put out some really good content. Sam Reid at 286k looked really fit and was moving well, but we know what he's been like in the past. So he's a pass. Isaac Heaney has been training with both the Fords on the and the mids, but for me, he's on my never again list. And I'm I'm sure. Oh, sure enough. Sorry, I've got here on the match sim on the 31st. He split time between Ford and mid. So if we've ever got a soundbite that we're going to use for this guy. It's probably this. And
0: sometimes may maybe good.
3: Sometimes may maybe shit. So, if you're happy with someone pumping you out 140 one week and then the next week pumping you out 60s, we noted in our last podcast, you only scored four, five times over 100 last year. So, at that sort of price, 483K, there's better value elsewhere. Callum Mills, 490K, was seen working with the rehab group and he's ahead of schedule at the moment. Please do not pick him for round one. He'll be more likely a mid season pick. Brodie Grundy, 481K, has been working very closely with Dean Cox, who's an assistant coach there at Sydney. And for those of you that remember Cox, he was one of the premier Ruckman and Supercoach Ruckman, what have you, as it will, in the Supercoach world for years and years. He looks to be making a big impression amongst his teammates already, has prior history for scoring well at SEG2. He's an absolute lock to be the number one at Sydney and will be one of the most, super coach, most popular Supercoach players this year. Sorry. So if you don't have him in your side, realign your side, get him in your side. There's not much more to say about that. James Jordan, 275K mid-defender, dual position status, has been very impressive over the summer and during their closed match sims. There's some really nice talk coming out about him. And we've seen him at Melbourne. He's got the ability to average 80 if he is playing on a wing on a full-time basis. So at 275K, if he averages 80, he'll make you close to 150 to 175K. Taylor Adams, 437K mid defender, has also impressed teammates, which is no surprise with his work ethic. He states his body's in very good nick, having a full preseason so far, has impressed during closed match sims. I'm looking at Taylor Adams if he's playing that inside mid role.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
3: There has been – well, in the past, he's got some hamstring issues. He's had some really chronic injury issues, I guess. But I went back through the stats and he only missed two games last year, which is a lot less than what I thought it was. Keep an eye on him because if he's that inside mid, he might be worth a look. Just see how they're lining up with the likes of Goulden, with the likes of Parker, with the likes of Rowbottom. Because if he's an outside mid and he's, he's having to expend plenty of energy up and down the ground in an outside role, that may not really screen points for you. Errol Gordon, 622k mid, won the Swans 2k time trial recently. He has been burning up the track. No surprise there. He's in a contract year. He's going to want to get the bag at the end of the year or halfway through the season. Start the year well, get the bag, love and life after that. One person who's really impressed the Swannies this season is Maddie Roberts, 156k mid, has been an absolute standout so far this preseason. Watch closely for a roll come round one. But by all reports coming out of the Sydney Swans social media teams and, again, with the interview that occurred with uh, Dean Cox, I think it was a week ago, he's been one of the absolute standouts and has done all the work that has been asked of him this preseason. So he's definitely doing his chances of a round one spot, no harm. Nick Blakey, 499k defender, used the ball well off halfback. Is this the year he steps it right up? As a fan, I hope so. I really do. The lizard, he looks good. He's fun to watch. He's a funny dude. He just won't be in my side to start. Uh, Carlton's match sim and preseason notes is of the 29th of Jan. Zach Williams, 216k defender, looks very good on the track and should slot straight back into the blue starting 22. If he is fit, you pick him. You don't question it. He's been priced north of 550k in the past. He's a man that you want in your side because if he's playing that halfback role and he's scoring, he might not go back to scoring his 110s that he was was it four or five years ago. But if he's scoring a year 90 to 95s, that might be enough to be a top 20 defender this year. He's going to make your coin, and if you're not happy holding him come the back end of the season, you can always trade him into a premium. Sam Walsh also looking good after having a mostly uninterrupted preseason, one to watch early on. The early buy does hurt for Carlton, though. And unfortunately, Soss, the son of Soss, Jack Silvani, has ruptured an ACL and is out for the 2024 season. Best wishes in your recovery, mate. This is uh, an underrated out as he was more than valuable as a player and could play anywhere on the ground. So he was definitely an asset in Carlton's forward line, which helped Kerno, which helped Mackay, these sorts of players. We saw Jack Martin roll into his role uh, later on in the year, and at, I think he's at 340 k He might be value, but... It definitely does hurt without Silvani. So best wishes in your recovery, mate. The Gold Coast preseason update that we've received as of the 31st of January. Took Miller, 545k mid, looks really fit and no signs of injury. Match sim has been very good and playing full minutes. The only precaution, I guess, for anyone that's considering picking Took Miller is that he was a bit of a pig when it came to super coach and pig, I mean, in a good way that in Stewie Jew's uh, scheme, he was pretty much the man that got the ball whenever he wanted to. We've seen in Damien Hardwick-led teams in the past that that's not necessarily the case, and they like to scramble the ball forward and and get some forward momentum and get the ball inside 50 into space as quickly as he can. So if this is the case, pardon me, it may be just a watch and see with practice matches, and I do have a schedule of practice matches which will be televised. In a couple of weeks that I will provide to you at the end of this episode. Connor Badarik 301k defender by all reports, Hardwick absolutely loves this bloke and he's molding him into the a Jaden Short type player. If this is the case, 301k is cheap and he's definitely worth the risk. Jed Walter at 198k Ford was looking very good and is a very well-built player for someone that's the first year in the system, but is unfortunately out for six weeks due to a collarbone injury. Please keep an eye on him once he comes back because he's going to need to put the body of work in again. I doubt he's ready for round one, but he might be a nice downgrade option later in the year. And basically, as a whole, keep an eye on the Gold Coast team. Damien Hardwick's super coach-friendly system with a fast-paced ball movement may benefit this team in many areas. Watch them closely during the preseason. I've got them making their maiden first final series this year. So when I say that, Your likes are Ben Ainsworth, Bailey Humphrey, Matt Rao, Noah Anderson, even Alex Sexton. He's at 133k and won their goal kicking three years ago. This could all help these sorts of players. So it's a very, very close watch, especially in anything that's televised or anything that we can get eyes on. Port Adelaide practice match or match sim that occurred on the 29th of January. Ollie Wines, 463k mid, looked like he was back to his piggy self as an inside mid in the most recent match sim. Awkward price and burnt heaps last year. He is awkwardly priced and probably a a no from me to start with. Connor Rose did not participate with the main group. There's an unidentified injury management going on there, but nothing too substantial. Josh Sin, 123K mid, played halfback in the ones team for the duration of the game. Does he finally break through this year? I know last year I started with him and he burnt me. I think he does. He does look really good. He uses the ball well. There's really nice reports coming out of Port Adelaide about him. He may be the next in line down there. And another one that's of all three I've got here that are all under 200K, Jordan Sweet. He was the number one ruck again for their match sim. This is Juicy, and he's in my side. We sung his praises late last year as a trade target, and then earlier this year as someone that has the potential to take on the number one ruck mantle at Port He's a big dude. He dominated the VFL last year. He, he knows how to find his own ball as well. This is a really nice pick should he be playing. Jace Burgoyne, 179K defender, played in the Ones team as well and remained on the wing for the duration of the game. And there's also word that Tom Clury, 145K defender, was seen playing the majority of the game on the other wing for the Ones team. For me, it's probably a pass though. The next lot of games pardon me, that we have here are uh, brought to you by Bonus Bank. Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site. You can go to bonusbank.com.au and use the code INSIGHT to get 25% uh, sorry, percent off your first month of their premium subscription and start making tax-free, risk-free money today. So there's a couple of plays of note that I want to run through quickly before we wrap up this episode. Rory Sloan from Adelaide has unfortunately suffered a very nasty eye injury. Keep an eye out for recovery times as this may affect the team's structure moving forward. Again, just going to have to watch practice matches and how they shape up, but there's some nice word out of Adelaide. Unconfirmed, though, that Luke Pedler and Saligo are both looking really nice in the preseason. Zach Fisher has been pulled off the track again with a hamstring issue. That's twice in two weeks. That's a massive red flag for me. If this is Tinder, you're swiping the other way. There's no way that you're matching with this guy. Clayton Oliver is back on the track with the Ds. Watch this closely as this affects a wide range of players. It affects Petraka, It affects Viney. It affects Rivers at 478k. People were talking about him being a potential nice mid-pick, but with Oliver back, this hurts a lot of players. Petraka averages 15 points less per game with Oliver in the side too. Elijah Hewitt from West Coast has unfortunately suffered a foot injury and may spend a fair bit of time on the sidelines. Get well su- soon, that man. Joshua Shell, as late as yesterday, 413k forward, was quoted on SEN saying that he will be spending more time as a mid than what he did last year. He started the year scoring fairly well, but then faded towards the back end of the year. His third year in the system may be worth a look. Before we wrap this one up, ladies and gentlemen, We've managed to get, thanks to Fox footy, the preseason schedule where we can actually watch some practice matches. So to start off with, you just have to bear with me. Sunday, February 18th. So what's that? 16 days away. We've got Melbourne versus Richmond starting at 10 a.m. at Casey Fields. So for those of you in the southeast area of Melbourne, you'll be able to go down, have a look at that. Be very interesting to see how those teams shape up. Wednesday, the 21st of February, North Melbourne are playing Collingwood at Arden Street. Again, I I believe Collingwood will just, they'll run out probably their base side. At the very least, they'll rest some of their veterans, the Scott Pendlebury's and these likes. I can't see playing a massive role. So it's a chance for Finn McRae, Carmichael, these sorts of players, even Lockie Schultz to a degree, get a bit of a run to try and fit in with the team chemistry and style there at Collingwood. North Melbourne, no doubt, will run out. McKercher, Dersma, Koeman down back, who's looked really good as well just to see how it all shapes up against different opposition rather than their own. Then we've got the Sydney Swans and GWS. For those of you in Sydney, Tramway Oval, 10 a.m. Carlton versus Geelong at Icon Park in Carlton at 11 a.m. And then the Brisbane Lions versus the Suns in Brighton Homes Arena in Queensland at 5 p.m. Thursday, February 22nd, we have Western Bulldogs versus the Hawks down at Teddy Witten Oval. That starts at 11am. St Kilda are playing Essendon at RSEA Park at 2pm. And Port Adelaide are playing the looks like the West... uh, No, sorry. The Adelaide Crows at Alberton Oval. The home of Port Adelaide. Saturday, February 24th. The Eagles are playing the Dockers over in Perth as well. 7.45 start. These games are going to be televised on KO and Fox footy. So... For those of you that don't have K, for those of you that don't have Fox footy, the Insight Fantasy Sports podcast team will be providing notes after the conclusion of all those games. We'll also be posting to our social media as to who's running hot, who's running not, and all good things in between. Again, just wanted to jump on and punch out some quick content for our viewers at home that haven't had access to these notes from the uh, teams that have been training, that have been playing practice matches and so forth. We'll continue to provide these each week. And again, thanks to the guys at Nerds for Life for assisting us and SC Codfather for assisting us in getting some intel together for this episode. If you haven't, please like, subscribe. It is down the bottom left. We'd love to have you on board full time here. And again, in our notes, we'll have our Discord. Love Chatting Footy in there. Please jump in the Discord. Plenty of active people in there, all like-minded people talking footy. But for now, this is the AFL Insight Fantasy Podcast. We'll see you next time. See ya.